When you feel your voice is not being heard, please consider calling the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. The show wants to be the vehicle you can use to express your opinion or get your issue out to a larger audience. We're living in a time that we can no longer allow others to speak on our behalf. If you wish to be a guest on the show and discuss on the show what's important to you, call James T. Deshaies at 407-394-9819. Your issue or focus can be placed on the calendar. The show is live seven days a week. We can no longer reside in the shadow of life. It's imperative that we're on top of the issues that impact our lives now and in the future. USI never had it so good. 101.1 Radio, the best R&B and hip-hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshaies is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshaies has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshaies. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Uh, today is a very confusing day, and I know that, uh, you know, we we have difficulty sometimes not talking about the same topic over and over again, 
but it is purely a chaotic and bedlam time that we find ourselves in uh, because we have a president for whatever reason uh, is creating uh, a chaotic environment in the White House, one in which people are doing things that were truly never thought of in, in the past. Uh, the protocol is just being thrown out the window, and we find ourselves in a situation where people don't have any respect or love uh, to the White House at all because of their leadership. And it's hard to ask somebody to be loyal uh, to someone who is just displaying such chaotic behavior. And so uh, we have to ask ourselves, you know, what what in the world are we going to do if this man is not removed from office over the next uh, few years uh, because... What is going? What is happening now is just a reflection of what will continue to happen. Uh, we know that, uh, we thought that this man would switch and turn and become more presidential once he became president, but none of that has come uh, to the forefront. We see that there have been a lot of people fired, a lot of people who quit. And a lot of people who come forward uh, to suggest how they are and how behaviors of those who are still for him happen to me. Uh, I would to have you on here early uh, and with your, you know, with your ability to look at um, political uh, frontier. Uh, what, what do you think of this, uh, Amorosa and and um, Donald Trump saga. Yeah, is that for me, James? Are you there? James, can you hear me? Go ahead, D. Go I'm ahead. sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, look, uh, the Amorosa situation uh, from his very beginning uh, does, did not hold very much credibility to me. Uh, I never knew her on The Apprentice. Uh, I thought watching the show The Apprentice when uh, Donald Trump had a contestant on there and, and she uh, um, sarcastically said, We lost you, D. Yes. What 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 are your thoughts about this Amorosa situation? You know, I was tuning in to hear what you guys had to say because I've been in um delivering professional development all day. So I wasn't even able to look at my phone because I was up all day. But I did get a chance at the end to see where he called her a dog. Now, that's as low as you can go. 
called her a dog. The President of the United States called an African-American woman a dog. Oh, my Lord. I can't wait to get home to see CNN. See CNN. And I... I want to see, she, from what I'm understanding, that James correct me, she says she has more taste. It is not, there is nothing you know, that uh, I can't imagine how many tapes this lady's had. She is just kind of leaking them out. Uh, but it is true that she says she has more tapes of him. And um, the little that we've heard just suggested there are people who, who are trying to protect themselves, and they're using uh, these devices uh, to make sure they have. Listen to Donald Trump act as he didn't. He was unaware that she being fired by his staff, uh, saying, "Oh wow, they run a big ship over there." I mean, how can your chief of staff be making decisions uh, without making you aware of them? That just doesn't even make sense. You have a chief of staff, and he's not telling you uh, or giving you heads up about what's happening around him and around you, uh, and you're only on the news. And so it is just hard uh, for me and stop your back and you stay because it's just hard to imagine people believe anything comes out of his mouth because he tries to make himself seem as though he is oblivious What's going on? Man, mm. you know what? You we deep? know what was happening. D-back, I'm ready to go and choir rehearsal. But, y'all, I'm going to leave this with you. We know what was happening. We know what was happening with that white man and that black woman. And we know why he is so engrossed with her. He's obsessed with her and we know what she took back. Excuse me. Okay, I'm gonna go and inquire her for now. But <laughs> this is getting ready to be a mess. It is. D are you there? Yes sir I am. Bye D <laughs> Hey y'all <laughs> Sorry about that. Look uh James All let right. me say this right here. Uh, I'm sorry, did you have a question? Go ahead. I want you to go back to the beginning because I want to get all of your thoughts. Take on Amarosa is a little different. Uh, last <laughs> thing that Mr. Virginia just said is that, yes, Donald Trump probably hired her uh, to, to mix a little coffee with his cream, all right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, but but the fact is that Amarosa uh, went in as a ambitionist. Uh, she, she had other ambitions uh, to even accept the role in the first place. I am not the one to believe that she went in with the uh, with the uh, admiration of African Americans at, at her interest in in our best interest. I, I'm not going to believe that. Um, I'm under the impression that please lie down, lie down with dogs all the time. And so with her being the the uh, taking that role as with the intent of coming out there coming out with some kind of uh, monetary gain. That's my case. Uh, now, but now she may have opened her up, herself up to uh, some legal uh, complications. 
uh, if there's any truth to the fact that she may have gone in the situation room, supposed to be strictly confidential and have a security uh, protocol. Uh, if she and, and we all know that the Trump administration has uh, loopholes. If she went in with a recording device and 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 to record uh, things that were supposed to have been absolutely uh, off the record and top secret, uh, she could go very well go to prison for that. So, um, so yeah, so uh, you know, like anybody else that has the opportunity to make a book deal, and everybody. Including the cook at the White House, we have an opportunity to have a cook there. Also, just kind of came out a little bit too soon, and her tactics was uh, uh, were kind of kind of dangerous and all of that. Thank you. Uh, D, you and I are the only one on the line right now. Oh, I got coming in. Um, is it straight? Yes, sir. Okay, this is D and Nate. I, I, you know, there's some things I've told you guys a, a a number of times. I don't think of myself as a smart person, but I, I'm an intelligent person. I have a degree in math, and I have a tendency to look at things in a very logical way. Donald Trump has shown us that as long as you are willing to say anything that he likes or talk about him as though he is a god, and he's willing to say nice things about you. The moment you get the script, uh, then you become a liar and a dog and good nothing. And when that happens once, or maybe even when it happens twice, it can be overlooked. But when you when you find a situation where your personal lawyer for years, a friend or somebody who's been a confidant uh, for ten years, and uh, you have all around you, Nate, and you got these people who are recording you because they know how you flip flop. From day one, I have said that there's nothing worse than a two-faced person. You either like me or you don't. But Donald Trump is, surra- Donald Trump is surrounded by people and a righteous individual. And those people who are incapable of seeing his phoniness or seeing his behavior are looking to benefit uh, because they want to be on his train. And I have to tell you, I am so embarrassed and uh, so so unconscionable to me that there's so many people around Donald Trump across the country who are willing to hook themselves politically to this foolishness. At some point, you have to be adult. And this man, as old as he is, when it comes to uh, in disagreement with others, there is no way in the world, no matter how much I dislike of those who might not agree with me, that I would call them a lie and a dog. No human being should be used in that type of terminology who happens to be your host. So, 
Nate, I just don't know where people as a nation, there must be people all around the world who are just laughing at us. Dad, you make an interesting point of how did we look to the rest of the world. And that's and that's very important because the United States is a superpower. And when the superpower is looking unbalanced or, or in disarray, that 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 is that that is a sign of concern because that's when people try us the most when we when we look unbalanced or in disarray. And you know, like the old saying, um, birds are together, flock together, or a feather flock together. You know, I'm not Mr. Trump can never fool me. Everything like that. He don't show his colors too many times. If I sit up there and say something nice about him, so he can say something nice about me, what is, what is that saying about me? And and that's a lot of what's what's going on here. It's like tit for tat and everything. Just like with the um um, it's been one year since the um, rise in Charlottesville. He 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 wants to say talk about racism on all sides and everything like that. Okay, that's fine and Danny and everything like that. You trying to cover one a basis by generalizing everybody. But you but you're scared to be specific in everything because that's how you want to be. You want to keep up division and confusion because that's what you're all about. And we sit back there and and allow it. If we start reacting to his tweeting and every time he says something, he won't have that kind of power. But he loves causing um, um, uh, confusion. He he loves saying it. Just like the other day, he said something about. Uh, the National Anthem protest. Wasn't nobody else saying nothing about it. He wouldn't jump on it because he knew that's a fiery subject. Instead of being a solution to a problem, he is the problem to a lot of things. I'm not going to sit here and say he hasn't done no decent things as president. I mean, I mean, if you give me 99 rounds, I'm bound to hit a target. I'm bound to hit a target. That don't make me a good shot because I hit a target uh, with 99 rounds and, and, uh, of ammo. But the thing about it is, is that he, the one key word you say about being, about, it's about this is about being, about being childish. He does act like a spoiled brat, but he doesn't get his way. Like he pouts and he goes on Twitter. It just sounds like a, a a complete moron, a complete kid, and everything. And for some strange reason, our standards have allowed that to be acceptable. And soon as somebody disagree with him on something to challenge him to, to make him a better president, he wants to attack them. That's not even being presidential, because you in the position of power of the most powerful country in the world, you are prone to be attacked. You have to be a thick-skinned man to be able to deal with that. But every time somebody says something to you, you 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 go to attacking back. And this has been the standard. I don't know where we lost the accountability standard. I don't know I don't know why this is so acceptable now, because he's saying things that people want to hear. And even though he's saying things he wanted to hear, we still need to hold him accountable as being presidential. Even though you may think something, but you shouldn't say everything that you think. And not only that, who are you helping? What is, what is your agenda? So whenever when the elections roll out, like the midterm elections and everything like that, we need to prove a point to him. You know, let him know that uh, when the next election come around, enjoy your last two or three years because we're going to get you behind out of there. Thank you, James. Hello? Yeah, it sounds like it. Cause I know, I know, I know. I couldn't hear everything he was saying. Um, yeah. at the time. I, I thought it was my phone, but I heard you perfectly. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I can hear you good, and, but it's, and, and, and the funny thing about it, I'm right here in Orlando with him, and that's probably because of the right. weather. It wasn't just been bad lately. I heard. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, guys. I got kicked hey. off. Hey. Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. Uh, you know, you know, I just want us to be honest. See, when people tell me that they ain't using the N-word and they were born in the 1940s, the 1950s or the 1960s, I'm still going to question. I know that these were born in the year 2000 and they don't use it. And so... To suggest to me that sometime in your private time that you have never used that word with people you trust is a lie. So, D, we don't been here before with the O.J. Simpson case where uh, this man tried to suggest, officer tried to suggest they use the N-word and then came up, we had Kate of him using the N-word. Why do people keep making that same mistake and they never that uh, they really do think that we we have a short memory. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I've been around I've been around for a minute, and I'm talking about uh, time and time again. Uh, they will flip the script like you what like you just started listening last week. Um, and, and Donald Trump is is a is an it is an example of that when he says things one week and then he contradicts himself the next week and he is straight to you not to remember what he said. Now, uh, to to Nate's point, you know, the face that puts up with that, uh, they are extremely uh, just as guilty as he is about the things that he does. Uh, Because, you know, they are are so uh, afraid that, uh, you know, they pander to this 38%. And this 38% actually are viable viable voters for their jobs in the midterms and in the uh and the general election. So they have they have to really buddy up to the 38%. In doing so, they stay silent to everything that they should have something to say about. Uh in that, you know, I I want to consider this as a political Armageddon. And when when Nate says that um you know uh, that our country is at risk or our country is suffering, I, I will go a bit further to say that we are in a global crisis due to this one uh, entity being Donald Trump, the thirty eight percent, and the ones in Congress that pander to his antics uh, by, by by being silent. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be really something to see. How are we going to get out of this mess? And like somebody said last week, whoever's coming forward behind this person <clears throat> is going to have a lot of work to do, and, we, and we're not going to see no, we're not going to get no air from all of this in the next eight years. Thank you. already aware that he had been sued uh, because he was marking applications to see for and that he did not want to give apartments uh, to people of 
also, after those five black young men uh, were found innocent, he's never apologized for the whole page that he took out. African-American community, 
and that's what the president himself, he don't say it. I mean, think about it. This man went on TV and said that um, um, John McCain was a war, war hero. He said war heroes don't get caught and get locked up. And this is a man who don't file bankruptcy multiple times. This is a man who dodged the draft, I think, at least four or five times. He don't done so many things and not even apologize for anything and anything. So why would I expect anything different? His track record, his history is proof right there of what type of person he is and everything. He like, uh, I think it was the Park Five. He had a, a part of it over there in New York. He didn't apologize to them or anything. So he 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 has. He has this track record that he got. He's such such a narcissistic narcissistic person that he don't feel like he have to apologize. This is when he's not he wasn't even president. He feel like because I got money, you beneath me. I don't have to, I don't have to do nothing. His money, his wealth, his stature has always got him out of situation just as fast as it got him in the situation. There's a lot of stuff right now he don't did as president. He ain't got no business doing. I hope that it comes to light in a way that he cannot deny it and everything. Uh, let this thing going on with him and Armand Rose and all this kind of stuff. All the tell-all book. He he trying to discredit that before he even get put out real good. Anything this man does and his administration does does not surprise me. But at the same time, we as African Americans, as anybody as American, point blank period, do not give him the ammunition to use. And you know, and again, like I said. Where has where has the standard gone? Because this man has been uh he don't got divorced. This is the first time we had a president who's been divorced. You know, this is the first time we had a president who filed for bankruptcy. I mean, this man is not the standard for president, yet we allow it on our watch for this man to become president. So we stuck with it. The question is what we're gonna do when the next election roll around. And how how we're gonna how we're gonna tend to that because he thinks he's doing a great job. Every time something gets accomplished, ah, 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 when it's good. But when it's bad, he puts the blame on somebody else and everything. So it does not surprise me when he he wants to he wants to admit anything. The things that are going with our economy are going well because of the the, the thing that Barack Obama put in place in office. You can't suggest that everything that you've done is the reason why they're good times. Because Barack Obama handed off to him a that was going in the right direction. Barack Obama was given the baton. He had an economy that was going in the wrong direction, and he had to try to to stop the free fall that was happening. Now, it doesn't take a genius to recognize that Donald Trump has benefited from what he got. And the fact that he has not uh, had deal with wars and uh, so many of our women in combat. This is what he got. And so I just have a problem with people who are not paying attention. What he has given us is chaos. He's given us an administration that took children from their mothers an administration that is talking about spending billions of dollars all that won't work. An administration 
straight are being taken, uh, uh, people are being taken to court, people are being convicted uh, of uh, crimes, and yet he wants to talk about how good he's been when there's so many things that he has created such chaos and division. Indeed, we sit here with this man dividing us as a nation on our basketball teams, our football teams, uh, you know, but, uh, with the arguments he gets in, uh, in, in uh, Arizona and now uh, Harley Davidson. This kind of foolishness why our president was getting involved with all kind of structures, with all kind of different organizations. And, and this man has a thin skin, and he, he wasted time. Well, um, you know, uh, the, th- the thin skinnedness that he has, uh, I think uh, Barack Obama alluded to the fact when he said that he wasn't fit to be president of the United States, uh, the thin-skinnedness of him makes him a security risk in itself. Uh, you know, especially when he came out and uh, uh, accusation was that he was uh, too friendly with Vladimir Putin, uh, and he said that, uh, well, if he said nice things about me, I'm going to say nice things about him. That in itself makes him a security risk uh, because any Russian operative or anybody that has an agenda that needs to get close to the United States, all they have to do is be smart enough to say nice things about it. Um, you know, so and so and, and so when Nate says uh, that he's like a, like a a teenager, well, you know, if you were to go in some of these chat chan- chat channels of some of his followers. They, they have the same demeanor. They're like spoiled brats that they are very limited in their knowledge of anything. They have a core belief about certain issues, and that's it. If you were to expand the conversation about what it is that's really going on, they would, they would have to drop out of that conversation because they are, they are limited in what they know and what they're willing to talk about. So uh, the fact that, uh, you know, if we are looking for some some rectification in all of this, um, I'm not sure what it is. I still want to believe that Mike Pence and, and whomever else that has a true interest in being patriotic to this country, uh, they I would almost have to hope that they are they have their own back network and trying to to bring some resolve to this problem because the uh, the, the obvious thing to me is that ambition has over overrun patriotism in this administration. Everybody that's really want to pick it back on this ride have ambitious uh, admiration. Patriotism has taken a back seat. Thank you. It's clear to me uh, that there are a segment of our population uh, that is willing to accept uh, this man's capability of being a good president just because he's willing uh, to speak 
uh, ill of immigrants, of people of color, and ill of of people who want to support a different direction in our nation. Situation, uh, you know, if he wanted to speak to uh, America, he could sit at this conference, and everybody would be there to talk to him. But he gets such so much so much benefit from being able to say these things. Like I'm saying to you are civilized people. How many of us have you used the term calling a woman a dog, uh low life, any of those terms I so love in the past. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I love. I don't know how you can do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm here, but I, I really didn't hear nothing you said because of, of the connection. Okay, I was just saying, you know. if he's calling Amorosa a dog now, after he gave her so many accolades before, how, how can you, how can anybody treat what it is you say now when you you spoke of her in such accolade in such great ways before? Well, that's just the whole point. I mean, this ain't the first time he done this. You know that this 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 is a thing. You know you you're right. You know he was he was he was giving Omarosa all kind of accolades and everything like that. As soon as they had a little boyfriend girlfriend breakup, she the nicest thing in the world. This has been going on for a long time, you know. Just wait till him and Putin get into it. That's the only time you really gonna see him say anything bad about Putin. If they get, if they get into it. This is this has been his uh, history the whole time. This is nothing new. Not Omarosa, just the, the the latest thing with him. You know, it's like you know, it's just like it's just like he's a bad kid who go to school. He's a, you know, every day is something different with him. Every day we get on the news is something different with this man. You know, and and that's the funny thing about it. Not, I mean, not, not funny, haha, but funny because you know he's not wrong in nothing he do. Like like you said earlier, he never admitted it. Wherever he was wrong, I said I'm sorry or anything. Dating all the way back to when uh, uh, when that uh, that soldier from Miami got killed, he told he told he told the uh, the the wife, well, that's what he signed up for. You know, he he has no kind of restraint. Or anything, and then the sad thing about it, what's even worse about him saying it, nobody's coming behind him in his administration saying he was wrong in what he said or anything. At least his wife did kind of, kind of stand up against him when it came when he said about LeBron James when he said, "Cause uh, uh, when LeBron James was uh, interviewed by another African American calling him a dummy, basically, and calling LeBron a dummy, they tell him I like Mike. That right there should tell you he just trying to keep." Chaos and discord, especially among the African community. Then it forced Michael Jordan to came back, forced him to say that LeBron James was doing good things and all that kind of stuff. So what he said about Amorosa right now doesn't even surprise me. But at the same time, Amorosa knew what kind of man this man was. This wasn't her first time dealing with him. She he had on she had on dealt with this man before, so she knew what she was dealing with and everything. Now she got a tell-all book. To tell it all. So my my question is, did she go in there, uh, and uh, with that administration to get some dirt to make herself more relevant? Maybe so. But at the end of the day, 
he's showing the world who he is. This he been like this for a long time. People who have did business with him, they're not surprised. We're hearing about it because he's president now. But those who really know him, this he this that's how he is. And guess what? His kids gonna be the same way because that's how he raised them to be cruel and disruptive. And that's what he's about. Being a president is about unifying, not dividing. He hasn't got the memo on that. And right now we are um, just like um. Uh, um, D has said, we had a political Armageddon right now. We truly are. Because I can't even remember no time in my in my history of living on this earth. And and, I, and, I, and the last president, I, the youngest president I can remember when, when Jimmy Carter was president. I have never seen the country so divided among things the way he has done it. And we get so emotionally involved that when he says something, we go off. We have to be smarter than him. We have to be more in control of him and let him do what he's going to do. But when it's time to get him out, baby, let's get him out. Thank you. Uh, Dee, the problem I have, and I, I hope that you all can hear me uh, well. I know there's some trouble. Um, but, Dee, the problem I have is in the GOP, how can you stay silent when you see the disruptiveness of this man's administration? When you see the chaoticness of what is going on, you know, here you have a Me Too movement that is getting people fired and people retired early, but yet you have a president who is just um, does not see the despicableness of calling a woman a dog. You know, it is just chaotic uh, that this man can say these things publicly. And, and not uh, be and, and get away with it. Well, that all of that is true, and so what we have to come to a realization is that we have to look at the bigger picture and see. And I think the GOP can't do that. They they worried about tomorrow. They worried about 2018. They worried about they worried about 2020. But they, but the bigger picture is that. And following this concept, they're damaging their own party. Um, you know, you know when when y'all speak about Donald Trump, like Nate said, he's getting the attention. He's taking away from my attention that I'd rather put on football right now. Cause it, and I love football mm-hmm. in this football season. Come on. But every day it's always about Donald Trump. So in that. We have to get to a point where we have to turn him off and go about our everyday life. Because as long as we pay him some attention, uh, you know, he is the publicity whore. He loves the attention. Mm. So we got to get to a point where we can just cut him off and let and let society do whatever they're going to do. We know how we know how it's supposed to turn out. Because if it don't turn out the way it's supposed to. Then we are we got a bigger problem than than we can even fathom. And so, but I, I, I again, I would hate to think that all of America is wearing blinders just because of the uh, uh, the racial discord that they're trying to spew out on a daily basis. Somebody got to have a bigger brain than that. Mm. So. And hopefully, now we know that the we know that the evangelical Christian they fell in that hole. They fell in that yeah, hole. Yeah, they did. 
but I can tell that they're trying to separate themselves from this. There are a few people that are trying to separate themselves from this, except the small-minded people. And so the small-minded people have always been here. They've always going to be the antagonists. And so uh, but what we got to do is just uh, stand fast and not get sucked in because, again, it, it's going to rob you of your life. Uh, you know, Pastor Smith uh, said that the, the last time that he was on the air that he's just tired of it. He's just done with it. And I think we've got to get to a point where we're done with it. You know, I know that we're supposed to be in a position to make a difference with our vote and everything. But we have to understand what's, been, what's going on, that they are robbing our uh, democratic system. All of that is in jeopardy. So um, it's going to take some real awakening to get to right this ship because right now we are in a, on a boat with no oars and we just all over the place. Thank you. <coughs> but <coughs> Nate, the thing that is so crazy is when you recognize that this man's behavior is so far outside the line and white women are sitting back and listening to him. Now, understand this. Amorosa, if everything she says is a lie, she is still a human being, and she's still a woman. And if you can publicly call her a dog and a lowlife, after you have given her so much praise, what makes those white American women think he ain't called them that same thing? What makes uh, Sandra believe that in private he ain't talking about how ignorant and how non-intelligent she is uh, despite what she is dedicated to doing for him? If this man thinks these things after you turn on him, he don't think these things before now. He believes when he gave that job to, that, to uh, Amorosa, he paid for her loyalty. So when he gives these jobs to these people, in his mind he believes that he they should only say good things about him. They should not criticize him. They should not publicly talk against him. And if they do, they're going to take his wrath. Now, how many presidents do you have that were not willing to take criticism. If you are a leader, you got to be willing to take criticism of those people that you have suggested are smart enough to be a part of your administration. Anybody, any judge or anybody else who are not on his side, he believes they're against him because they got something to get him personally. And so this is what we've done. We This is who we elected. And white America seems unable and unwilling uh, to say we made a mistake. Nate? You know what? You 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 made a valid point, especially about the loyalty part. He kind of reminds me uh, of Satan. Satan, 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 
he'll do a favor for you if you do a favor for him by showing him loyalty. My question is, if you going to talk about me after you don't use me, you was talking about me before you used me. That was your that was your whole mindset on me the whole time. You know, you know, like you said, Alma Rosa. Is, you know, she might not be the greatest person in the world, but she's still a woman, and, she, and um, and she's still a person. So that and I, at first I felt like he was using her as a token in a way to show that he wasn't a, 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 a racist or wasn't trying to divide the African American community. I really believe he was using us a pawn in his game. And it backfired on him. So he has he has shown the lack of respect towards a lot of people. And again, I keep repeating this. This is nothing new. He has done this before. He's gonna to continue to do it because he don't see that he don't see the need to change. If he don't see the need to change, he's not going to change. And again, you made another good point about being able to take criticism. When you're in a high-profile position like he has, especially when you're serving the people, you're going to criticize the people you're serving because that job comes with criticism. So you mean to tell me if I say something about the president, he's not doing a good job, all of a sudden he's going to get on Twitter and say something bad about me because I noticed something that you're not doing right or something that you could be doing better? That's what it comes down to now, that we're going we're gonna to be like we're going to act like kids and talk about each other because I'm, I'm saying that the president could do something better on this. And you know, and it's a shame because now, now we don't went from baby to voice our our voices, but now it's like we, if I say something, we more like again, you say his Ralph, and that's what it is. Every time somebody has something to say about him, and it's not so much about being mean towards him, but just even he they say something that's factual. He wants to go on the Ralph, and again, how this is acceptable. How do we got to this point of saying this is sexual? Who is holding this man accountable in his administration? And his on his staff, who is telling this man, Mr. President, listen now, regardless of you agree with it or not, you are still the president of the United States. You just can't go out there saying it, it will any the thing. They have people doing a press conference, not a press conference, doing doing a, uh, a speech uh, called President Obama liar. Just yell out and call and say liar. But the president kept himself un, uh, uh, under control. He was cool. You didn't see President Obama um, lash out and say all these kind of things and everything like that. And God knows he got attacked every chance he get. He showed us how to be uh, 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 presidential. He wasn't in no major scandals or anything like that. But as soon as this man got in office, every time something went bad, he blamed it on the last administration. But as soon as something go good, he blamed on this administration. You ain't been in office long enough to have anything to go good yet. So... Again, this man don't care. He do not care. And the fact that he won the election is a shame on us. We allow that to happen on our watch. Thank you, James. You know, I love it when I talk to you guys because you all bring up things, things that we focus on. And certainly, you you are so right. Could you imagine this man giving a speech uh, Congress and someone saying something uh, that he didn't like, you know. And when when that man came out and called uh, Barack Obama a liar, uh, uh, it was just unbelievable because we, you know, you I know you were shocked at first, and then it, to not come back with some kind of statement, it was just. Uh, just showed how much class he had. Well, there is no way Donald Trump 
could have said that much class had uh, some African-American yelled at and screamed at in the middle of his speech. And so it is just so interesting how we um, we give a pass to uh, to Donald Trump, but we hold Barack Obama accountable. So, D, you know, it is just, and when we can't make white America see that, it makes it even worse. Well, I want to say something real quick before our time runs out. Uh, that wasn't just some man who, who who heckled him and called him a liar. That was the leader of the uh, of the Republican Party that figured that out. And it was the same man that that said that we were going to make that we we're going to make sure that this is a one term president. So you know the 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 contradiction and the double standards is, is amazing. You know, but uh, now I want to say something also to what what Nate said about uh, how Donald Trump acted like the bully. You know, uh, in in all movies that you ever see, uh, and 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 there's a bully in the movie. And the bully always have little little people around him that he has bullied, and if they don't want to continue to be bullied, they have to buddy they have to buddy up with him. You see the little boy with the glasses on. You also see the other little scrawny kid, and you see the tall sidekick that that the bully always have to have. Now, for for anybody can who can't see the comparison in Donald Trump, that if you don't buddy up with me, I'm gonna bully you bad. It's the same thing. And so, um, you know, they uh, they're gonna have to just take the blinders off and do better about about what's really going on. Otherwise, they throwing the country under the bus. And and Vladimir Putin surely is gonna stab him in the back. All right. And on top of all of that, China is waiting on the wings on on the sideline like a hundred lions, pacing back and forth to see what's gonna happen on a day to day basis. Thank you. Yeah, if he thinks that uh, these countries are not looking for an opportunity to make him look even worse, he's sadly mistaken. He uh, is not going to allow an opportunity to go by to make us look like a country that is not in control of its ability to create a government that is feasible, uh, that is, is um, able to be on a world stage. So, you know, we have made a, a mistake that cannot be corrected without us being willing and able uh, to say we sorry. We need to say that uh, we're sorry to uh, people of color. Uh, they need to apologize to women uh, and, and they the these churches uh that got behind him in the first place uh are just um they they got to go through years of accommodating our wrath for what they put us in and uh the the think that they would choose a man with who was willing to publicly call a woman a dog says a lot about these these ministers. They ought to be right now on TV or on uh, social media condemning him 
for using these kind of terms against a woman. And so right now we recognize that this this man is he has no moral standards. He has no uh, shame. And so that's what we we're dealing with. Uh, we're dealing with D. Uh, well, Jane, you're right now. And so when you say that uh, these uh, these pastors, the television networks, and the magazines and everything should should have something to say about it, well, you have to look closely because the people that own these television networks are friends of his. Remember, a year ago, I, I brought to y'all attention that in my in, in the grocery stores here in Georgia. You can't find no magazine, no tabloid that speaks badly about D- Donald Trump. Where tabloids make their money, make their money on throwing anybody else under the bus. But these magazines, these tabloids, these CEOs of these companies are all buddies and friends of Donald Trump. So, like for instance, uh, Karen McDougal, the one that they they paid a hundred thousand dollars. To, to the Playboy Bunny girl, they, they paid $100,000 to buy her story. I, the, the, uh, the company that owns Men's Journal paid her $100,000 to buy her story, just not to publish it, just to shut her up. So couldn't nobody else earn the right or uh, have the right to, to publish that story. So they're all buddies. They're all in the same bed. Thank you, James. We're going to take a short break, and we'll come back and continue our conversation.
This is James T. Shea, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection. Brought to you by I Never Had It So Good Media Network. I want you to know we're on seven days a week, Monday to Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so your voice can be heard loud and clear. So call in 657-3309 so your voice can be on the record. We will make sure that all of America knows what we're talking about and knows our opinions. Uh, final thought today? Well, in the absence of uh, Miss Cheryl and Miss Kathy, uh, uh, I want to say that we need to pray, 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 and pray again. Because it's obvious to me that there's not enough people uh, that care about where we're headed. Uh, if you were to put our country on a petri dish and look through us look, and look at our country through a um, through a microscope, you can see a huge virus trying to take over our country. And so, and, and again, it don't look like there's enough people that's really caring enough and and we have to pray that this virus don't spread throughout our country and around the world where everything will be uh, a memory as opposed to as we remember it the way it was. Thank you, James. It is obvious that we need people who are willing to speak up, speak out, and shut Donald Trump down if it's not for anything other than the, the way he wants to talk to people. I'm just telling you that there should be an uproar for the way this man, the terms and this man is against the people who don't agree with him are people who are coming out with uh, secret information about what he's doing. And so we got to be ready and prepared to get on radio shows, talk shows, we got to be prepared to send emails and talk about how despicable this man is. I look forward to you being with me tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time so we can continue our conversation about what's going on in our world.
Thank you.